So the crazy thing about it is that I could not believe that I was actually playing ping pong in VR. It, like, it felt so real. So you could actually feel the ball coming at you. It felt like you're hitting it. Like Even like the contact was there? Or? It's like the entire physics of ping pong is here. Like, I could not believe it. I could like you know bounce the ball, hit it. I feel that I'm being trained to become a better ping pong player when I'm in VR. So you think that if you actually take the skills and all this practice that you've been doing in VR, you feel like you would progress the moment you hit a real live ping pong table? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> My name is Richardson. I'm a software developer and YouTuber. And I'm Sayla, an actress and production designer. And you're listening to 5050 Tech Flicks with Sayla and Richie. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So we wanted to make today's episode because we were literally thinking that a VR headset save our quarantine. And it's basically a necessity in our lives now, especially because there's no gyms opened. And, and also in Canada right now, it's like highly regulated about where you can work out and if, if you can go to park. Yeah, so I initially had this idea to order two VR headsets. You know, a lot of my friends were wondering, like, why are you ordering two VR headsets? Because it's like a little extreme. And yeah. even I was like, I didn't even know how much they cost. And I was like, two headsets. But Richardson had just gotten like this exciting new contract. And he's like, yeah, let's splurge and get some headsets. Well, I was thinking that, so first of all, I've had a headset before. I had the Oculus Go and I realized that this is a shared experience. This is something you want to share with someone, even if you're living in the same house. And then I feel that uh, those VR companies sometimes forget that when someone get a VR headset, they would like to share that experience with someone. And the only way to experience VR is being in VR. And it's like we're in a totally new world together, even though we're in our living room. So I was thinking, you know what? We can't go to the bowling alley. We can't, I don't know, play golf. We can play, do all those stuff. But what if we could do all those stuff still in VR, even going to a comedy club? I know Richardson was super excited about this idea. And so I was like, okay, let's go along with it. Because originally when he had his first headset, I wasn't as excited. Like I tried it on and I watched a few things, but I was like, it was just not my thing. But then this one, because the visuals are so much better, they've improved so much and they're so colorful and high def. And it's like, as if you're in this fantasy world, sometimes it's so beautiful. And it's like nice to step out of the reality, especially because we're in quarantine and we're so sick of our apartment. It's so nice and refreshing. So yeah. So for example, the quality of the visual, I think is 8,000 pixels. So it was such a leap between the device that I had before the Oculus Go. I've never tried the Oculus Quest because I went straight to the Oculus Quest 2. As soon as we put the headset on, I was like, oh my God, this is totally different than the one I used to have. And before I had a headset, so I was in VR in 3 dimension. I was looking around, but I couldn't move around the space. But with this new headset, now that I'm allowed to move around the space and then I can feel it, I can see my hand. And I really feel that I'm part of that word. Yeah, because you can walk and it like senses everything you do. And you also hold on to these two little things in your hands. So it knows what your hands are doing. It follows you. It's a surreal experience. That's for sure. It can only go up. I'm just imagining how it's going to like skyrocket as far as like progression goes. What was the first game that you literally were drawn toward? I think... I still am, actually. I really enjoy Beat Saber. 
That's a great game. I really like this one. Yeah, Beat Saber is so fun. It's a great game, and it's like basically like you're sword fighting with the saber, and you're like sword fighting to like music, and it's like different speeds, and it's very very challenging. Yeah, there's different rhythm, and then it's actually quite a workout. This is actually how we've been doing cardio for most of the pandemic. It is a really really great cardio workout. Like my heart is beating. I'm sweating. Like I literally like am panting after like 15 minutes. I think we're doing it like 30 minutes, and we're competing against each other, trying to yeah. beat each other's score. Throw a little competition in there, and it's like, yeah, you're set. We're gonna be lean, mean fighting machines. And I think at first when we got it, the thing that was kind of like a turn off was the fact that we had to buy the app on both devices at the same time. Because it gets quite pricey, and like sometimes I'm like, oh my god, it's like thirty dollars or forty dollars, and then you're like, we both have to pay it. And then like I think we got that zombie one, and we've only played it maybe twice oh that was like a great it, game that one was really really good it is really fun but i still enjoy like the thrill of beat saber more because i don't know why getting the feel-good endorphins with the exercise and the cardio and it gets my circulation going like i love that one whereas the, the other games like it's for example the zombie one it doesn't ignite me it was quite a competition we came to a conclusion where we we're playing the zombie game we realized that if the word goes to shit right now and we had to survive a zombie attack is going to be really, really difficult to coordinate things. Really difficult. And then I realized, I'm like, I need Richardson. Richardson was saving me all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I was fumbling with my revolver and I was dropping everything. And I, But it, it felt so real, right? We were like surrounded by zombies. Very stressful in that world. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Like, it, you really get submersed into the, a whole new world, which is so nice, especially because, like we said, we've been in lockdown for months now in toronto so, since november so. and it's may it's almost june when i got the first device like when i was waiting for it to arrive i got a little bit obsessed and i was watching almost every single video i could come across on the web what i realized is that you know a lot of time when people think about vr they always complain that they don't think that it's going to be able to reproduce reality and my answer to them is always like but they don't have to because what those VR developers realize is that to make you believe that that word is real it doesn't need to be as real as your own word there's just a few things that you need to tune for you to feel that you're part of that word. And they can literally put you into the body of a crab. And after a while, you'll believe that you're the crab. Yeah. It's the same concept with art because like with art, you're taught that you don't have to do every single line for your brain to like understand that that is a frog or a dog or whatever, or a mountain. You can just do like a few different lines and then we as humans fill in the dots. And it's the same concept in this VR world. Yeah. So you've kind of like filling the dot with your own imagination, your brain just realize that this is my new construct and yep. this is where I live and this is how things work and I start believing that that word is real. Yeah, and they provide you with those few little lines to like kind of give you the subliminal suggestion of what it is and then you you even make it better probably your imagination makes it even more magnificent and more exciting right i remember that you wanted to try the other apps i think there were one called supernatural and then there were dance central that you were really excited about out of all those apps because i'm sure there's people out there that are wondering like can i truly use this vr headset for a workout how did you feel when you were using those apps and how would you recommend people to use it if they considering to do it for a workout i would definitely get beats just because it's like challenging and it's like coordination as well as cardio i actually still haven't tried dance central yet because i haven't purchased that app yet but i've demo. been wanting to you did the demo i remember because you downloaded the demo you didn't want to pay for the full app and we got the demo and we just play around it for a little bit but i think you just did like a quick trial it wasn't like that long okay so i know why now i had a little bit of a 
a confusion there. It wasn't actually the dance one that I had a trial with. It was called Supernatural and it was a lot of fun. And you actually are so distracted by this insanely gorgeous, phenomenal world that you're working out in that it makes it better. Like the pain doesn't hurt as much. And also it's just fun. Yeah, you're in a new world. So it kind of like distracts you from the pain of the working out. Would you say that it was kind of like a meditation? As far as like meditation in motion goes, yes. And you have to be fluid and it's like all aligned and all that. But it's still quite aggressive of a workout. Well, when I was seeing you doing that for me, I, I was looking at the, the video and I was like, oh, this doesn't look that exciting. You're like moving left and right. I was like, I listen in Beat Saber. I'm like slashing cubes and then I'm listening to like really fun, intense songs. I know some people, like my brother, for example, doesn't like the songs in Beat Saber. But when I was looking at Supernatural, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that one looks truly like workout for me. Did you feel like you were like sweating more in Beat Saber? I feel like I sweat more in Beat Saber because I get really competitive. That's what makes me too. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to do this. I'm going to beat them and I'm going to beat Richardson. And then I get so into it. Whereas I didn't really push so much the supernatural one. Maybe, maybe they have levels that are really difficult and challenging. I did like that it, it, more focuses on the, your whole body as opposed to more your upper body beat saber i actually intentionally and consciously like hold myself in a squat position i know it looks really nerdy but then i like really engage the thighs and the buttocks so that way i can like work them out as well i think it's just to beat my score because i know we have like quite the competition there so <laughs> <laughs> because you know what the funny thing is when you start playing beat saber and you don't really know how to get the high score you try to exaggerate every single move and so for example when you're hitting the thing you try to hit it faster and harder doing a longer like you know slash i like, feel like it makes a difference though it does but yeah but then it's funny because he ended up being such a workout and i like i remember when i was doing beat saber with my friends because we share apple watch like we share apple watch thing whatever so they will get notification that oh richardson finishes workout richardson finishes workout and that was all because i was so competitive and i just wanted to beat your score because I have to say, Selao is really good at Beat Saber. It, it was quite the competition. <laughs> and I also put the music on quite quickly as well. Like you can change the pace of the, the beats. So yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, Richardson's actually been a lot more adventurous as far as other games because he's more like willing to like buy a game for 30 or 40 bucks. I'm a little bit cheaper. So I'll like watch him play and then I'll be like, hmm, do I actually want that game? But we solved that problem because right after we got the VR headset, we realized that Facebook actually now allow people to share games across multiple devices. So what you have to do is like to sign up with one account on both devices and then log in on the second device with someone else's account. And then now you can share every single game. And then now we now Sela has every single game that I purchased on my device on hers. Which is amazing and so good. Cause and, and also like I was always thinking to myself, I'm like, imagine there's a family, and again, back on that whole topic of these poor parents have to like be able to afford individual games for all their kids. And like if if one kid doesn't want to share their score and then there's I can just imagine all the bickering and fighting and then it just simplifies it. Are you seeing that like we're seeing a kid trap, which actually I should have called the parents trap. The parents trap. Yeah, it's a parents trap because <laughs> the parents feel that they have to purchase that for the kids. So I remember I was reading the comments actually about um about the the Oculus because one of one parents was just annoyed because it was like, Oh, I didn't realize that I have to purchase the same game 
on the multiple devices. And they're like 30 to $50 sometimes. And sometimes I 16, know, right? Which is crazy. So if you have two or three kids, that's like a, a like 130 bucks. Yeah, that. so I think this new feature is going to save a lot of money to a lot of parents out there. And I'm glad, for, I'm glad that it's happening. And it's going to p- make people more inclined to actually buy the, the base of the set, which is the Oculus, yeah. right? And which is what they want. There's not enough people who have it yet. Right. That way, more people can get involved and engaged, and like they're yeah. on, they're on, and they're playing. I, and also, I know a lot of people didn't want to buy this specific device because they were worried about privacy law and the fact that they have to log in with Facebook. But the reason why it's encouraged to log in with your Facebook account is because Oculus and VR is more fun with friends, and then so tying everything together allow you to connect with your friends. So. If you don't want to use your own Facebook account and you're really careful and care so much about your privacy, then maybe just create a, a specific account just for that. And then you'll be able to play with friends. Yeah. And then you can keep your privacy to yourself and you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. So there's one game that I've been talking about so much with Stella, but I don't, she hasn't tried it yet. It's, it's called EcoVR. It's free. It's made, I think, uh, by a studio that Facebook partner with or own. And that's team sport in VR. And that game was inspired by a book called Ender's Game, which is a science fiction ge- uh, book that is really famous. I don't know if you guys watched the movie. I, uh, I watched the movie a couple years ago and I loved it. It's based on a book written by an American author by the name of Orson Scott Scard. So just imagine yourself flying in a world in zero-g gravity and you're playing a game that is a mix of playing like American football and then handball, flying and pushing yourself across the wall. And Oh, I, I remember when you play this game, like Richardson gets so into it. And he's also, you also, this is a cool thing is you can talk to people that you're playing with, even if they're not in your room. If they're across the whole universe, the whole world, you can just have a conversation with them as you're playing with them it's so crazy i got obsessed because it was so hard to play it and yeah. in the game there's room that you can go in the like training center where you can train to get better at training to disc better at like bouncing yourself on the wall there's like major technique going yeah, on. yeah it's like it's i felt like i was literally training yeah you can't yeah. you can't just wing it no you can't they, no it's like very specific very technique orientated and like you based on like point wise you the angle you go or like the direction or consistency or whatever, it changes everything. Yeah, how you're throwing the disc, how you're yep. moving yourself in the di- gravity. And I remember I was getting so annoyed because in the game, sometimes I had to jump to grab the disc because it was, I was right next to the goal and someone threw me the disc and I had to jump. I remember how I used to hit the, the roof. Yes, yeah. I was just like hit the roof by mistake. I was like, no, I wish I had more space. <laughs> and then because he was blocked by the physical room and the roof, yeah. then Richardson couldn't actually reach up and grab that disc yeah it was so it's such a crazy concept <laughs> yeah. so they'll see me jump and just like get stuck and then you're like, like or you could like run against the wall and be like splat like a <laughs> like a whatever well like, they actually added this really cool feature that allow you to select your area where you're going to be playing and then this way you can make sure that you're not hitting anything in your room i think that feature is really good for like creating like space enough space for you to play is that feature in this game in that game it's too yeah. Oculus, yeah. right every time you talk and and it's true like basically the whole vr set the world that you're in alerts you with these kind of like digital lines and like almost like a barrier showing you if you're getting too close or if you've like surpassed the one that you've like pre-aligned for yourself so it's pretty cool it lets you know and and because it doesn't want you to enter into anything dangerous right yeah so we're gonna take a quick little break and we will be back to talk more things vr 
This episode was brought to you by the Share Button, the easiest appreciation you can give without spending your money. The Share Button helps us reach more people and grow our audience. So if you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, use the Share Button and share the caring effect. Every share helps. All right, guys, welcome back. So apparently, Oculus Quest more than double Facebook Q4 non-ads revenue. 99% of their revenue come from ads, from advertising. But this year, 97% of their revenue came from advertising. From what I'm hearing and reading, it mostly came from Oculus Quest 2. So are you meaning by the sale of the actual headset? I think it's a combination of the headset being sold and the in-app purchase with the headset. Like all the games, all the whatever. But I guess Oculus and Facebook probably makes a percentage of every game as well even if they didn't create it they probably take a cut every time someone sells sell the, the game on the platform mm-hmm. it's kind of like the app store right the app yeah. store take a cut a huge cut actually like actually i think something like 30 percent wow yeah you guys have to realize these games are so in-depth so they must take forever to build yeah, and there's like a years. huge team of majorly talented people creating this designing it writing it like it's absolutely in Incredible. Facebook normally reduces the average price of a VR device, making it $100 cheaper. They, I think, have the, the most advanced and cheapest device in the market right now. So the one that you initially had, like the first one, was $100 more? The first one was the Oculus Go. It, was, it wasn't even the top-of-the-line device. The top-of-the-line at the time was Oculus Rift. And then they had the Oculus Quest. And the one that we have right now is Oculus Quest 2. And that's the top-of-the-line device now. And then actually discontinuing the Oculus Rift line, which was their, their most advanced, the one that was connected to the computer. And with the Oculus Quest 2 now, they're allowing people to even play games without having to connect with the com- to the computer. They've added features so that you can do that, which is making the Oculus Rift irrelevant. You had to connect yourself to a computer with the Oculus Rift, but at the same time, you could play games with higher quality and more advanced games like Half-Life and stuff like that. Yeah, whereas here right now with the Oculus Quest 2, we have to connect to our phone, the app and the phone. No, the only reason you're connecting to your phone is so that it knows that it's your account and so oh, that you, okay. c- you can do some action with that and buy games more easily. But you can't just play the Oculus if your phone is dead. I think you can. Really? Of course you can, yeah. Because the, the phone is, is kind of like a like a device that allow you to purchase the, the application in the game and do things quicker. And you know, like whenever I'm playing, for example, the Zero-G Gravity game that I love, EcoVR, I love to share my gameplay on my phone. Richardson <laughs> loves to share his screen. Well, I want me. you to come like to my match. Like he comes to me and he's like, look at what I'm doing. No, and I want like, you to come to my match. It would be like if I was playing soccer and I'm like, hey, come to the game. be proud yeah, of you. Yeah, we should cheers that. <laughs> Oculus is doing an incredible job right now. And Oculus actually has an app called Oculus Move, which is a direct competition to the Apple Watch. So while you're playing one of those games in VR, you don't even need to wear your Apple Watch. It's tracking your movement, tracking, you know, how many calories you're burning, how many moves you're doing. And and then you can actually track all your metrics there on the app itself. So this is just, they're just regulating and monitoring and and keeping track of your oculus in-app oculus activities yes and it's actually grouped by app so you can see what activities in in vr make you move the most so so you know you, you can tell which one is the best workout yeah so this is really showing that they that they went to the extent to make this that that they really are focused and catered and really trying to encourage 
movement. This is a yeah. movement thing. This is like a, a fun, interactive, phys physical. In 2019, one magazine named them the best fitness innovation of the year. I don't know if it was one of those Wired magazine or something like that, but they, they actually got an award for it. I 100% believe it because to be honest, you know, your previous Oculus headset, like I said before, I maybe put it on twice. I had no interest in it because it was not physical and it wasn't interactive. I'm just not as inclined of a person. Like I'm, I'm not inclined as a person to just sit on the couch and play video games. It doesn't really interest me. Whereas this one, because I get that invigoration of like the sweating and the circulation and the movement, it's fun. It's like a double whammy. There's way more in it. It's like has more substance and excitement to me because I'm killing two birds with one stone, essentially. As soon as you started liking the VR headset, I was like, oh my God, this thing is going mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hard sell, okay? <laughs> yeah, she's a hard sell. That's I just don't get too impressed too easily with tech stuff. It just, I'm like, oh, it's just, it almost is like a drag to me. But no, I, I, was, I was sold. And it was funny because you took the risk even before you knew because I was not interested in the first one. No, she wasn't. And then he just was so excited about this new Oculus 2. And he, he took a risk and he bought two of them, which is kind of crazy anyway. I think it's kind of crazy. I was thinking, what are we doing? It's, it's the quarantine. We're looking at the same walls every time. Now we can go in VR. And then we even went to a committee club. This was in the depths of despair of like the lockdown. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're desperate here. Cabin fever. We needed to get out. We needed like, some Richardson activities. needed something to do. New. Fresh something exciting <laughs> that was fun right we tried a bunch of chat app and i have to say that there were some great ones but there were some that i would probably never go back into it because they were just so many kids i just felt so awkward they were like asking me questions i was like no I, I need to go in an app where it's 18 and plus that's it in the app you have like the vr chat you have rec room rec room has a lot of kids in it it's probably better if you have kids for them to play in it alt space vr is targeted toward adults so that's the one that we tend to go into. So I actually went to a music festival in All Space VR. That was incredible. They were a live DJ, live performance. People were wearing an outfit. You could actually wear a mask. You could fly. It was just incredible. And this is the fun thing because with your little avatars, you can dress up. There's like this little section where you, there's like, it's almost like a closet yeah. and you can choose how you look. You can choose if you have a mustache, you, you can choose what color hair you have, if you have any little hats. I think you got way too excited with that. For most people, it'd just be like a feature, like picking my character, but you really got excited with that I, feature. I can spend a lot of time <laughs> in that little closet. Right. It's so much fun. But you know what's one thing is I wish that, because the outfits are so fun, I wish there was like a mirror so I could see what I look like. They were mirrors. Was there? Yeah. Not that I mean vain. I just want to see my freaking badass outfit. <laughs> it was well, cool. Like, and then I was like, oh, I forgot what I chose. And then you looked at me and you're like, what the heck are you wearing? I knew that was you right away when you walked into the, <laughs> the comedy club. I knew that was you. And the funny thing is actually while we were like, you know, like hearing all the joke and laughing at it, the host actually guessed that we were a couple. And I was like, how did you even guess that? I know, right? Yeah. I thought it was so funny. It's funny because you really can read body language in this VR room. It is so, you guys, you, you have to try it because it's so, it's such a crazy concept. Like you can literally read social dynamics. It's crazy. It's so surreal because all the main cues are there. So you have the sound. You have like, you know, movement, distance. And because it can follow your body now, it can follow your body language, it, like all that. And then it's not just like sound as if like you're putting a headphone in. We're talking about space sound. So the same way as if you're having a conversation with someone in a room and you can tell that they fire apart on your right or behind you, you have that in VR. So it's really hard to tell that is 
not in VR. You really get absorbed by that word. And then the graphic doesn't mean anything anymore because you just get used to it. And you're just interacting with your environment as if that was your new reality. And that's pretty and cool. And they're real. The people are real. They're all there. They're present. You all are in that same room together. It's just a crazy mind bang. Like, it, like I don't want to say the F word, but it's just like a... It's just, like, just so bizarre and so cool. That makes me really excited about the future of VR. I was just looking at this thing before we started this podcast, and it was saying that a VR experience ads has a click rate 300% higher than traditional ads. So for example, traditional ads, we're talking, I think, billboard, magazines, maybe like ads that you see on the web. Well, in VR, that's a 300% higher click-through rate. If advertisers can make revenue from ads in VR, that's going to attract money into VR. If there's money into the VR space, we might see more companies making games around it. Wow. Yeah. Right? And like commercials, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's something huge happening right now because when we seeing this VR thing, we think that, oh, it's just for games, it's just for entertainment. But there's also a much bigger picture. If you've been watching Star Trek when you were a kid and wishing that you could experience talking to someone as if that person was in the same room as you, you know, hologram and all those stuff. Well, here's the thing. This technology right now is leading us toward that experience. Facebook is working on this project called Project Aria where they are mapping the entire space of the world. In order for this to happen, you need to have a really good understanding of 3D spatial room, how we move in a room and, and so on. So they're working on the technology right now to be able to do that. And then that same technology is actually might actually get rid of our phone. We might not need a cell phone anymore because of that. It looks like similar to a pair of glasses. Right now they're doing a test where they have a lot of people around, I think, uh, California, with a pair of glasses and a, a t-shirt that says that they're part of that project. And what they're doing is just walking around and doing things that they do on a daily basis. The device does not record any one personal information. So even I think sometimes hide faces to not record that and save it into the system. Mm -hmm. But it's just doing that to better understand an experience from the point of view of a person. Because when you think about it, most videos that we have are not from the point of view of a person. Is someone filming someone else. It's like you're looking at it as a third party. But now they're, they're trying to understand and using machine learning to understand our experience from our, our point of view. So that's going to allow to do a lot of different innovation. Just like VR right now actually is creating a lot of different innovation in different space. Leading toward that's going to allow us to have all those in innovations. Another cool thing about these Aria glasses are they're meant to be an all-day wearable computer. I think they weigh a little bit less than 70 grams. They're almost like an audio superpower, apparently. So you can actually zone out all the, the muffled noise, or if you're like in a loud area or in a loud coffee shop, you can like kind of like mute and muffle out your surroundings so you can really zone in on the work that you're doing. Or another cool thing is you can choose somebody across the room if they're also wearing an Aria pair of glasses, and you can talk to them over a whole bunch of what no noise all that kind of stuff and you can like decide that you're gonna really hone in on what they're saying and you can just quietly talk to each other and you can hear each other across the room it's pretty cool so you can pretty much predict your intents and also allow you to like Sela was saying narrow down your focus it literally gives you a superpower and what we're realizing now is that with these kind of devices we won't even need our cell phones just because i am so convinced that this is going to be the future and this is me talking so this is even kind of crazy but like it almost seems like our phones are going to become a nuisance become obsolete and i think that apple understood that as well this is why they've been working on their own vr ar projects and microsoft been working on their own project as well called hololens for years 
And I think the world space right now understand where the future is going. And I think they only mean toward that goal. They understand that there's a couple innovations that need to be done before they achieve it. It's going to be done within the next 10 years or maybe after the next 10 years, who knows? But I have trust with the pace at which technology advances. And I think that within the next 10 years, Facebook Lab will be able to deliver something that we don't expect, just based on the innovation that they've been able to do with their the Oculus VR. And like currently the Aria headset is not for sale. It's basically was created just for research and they're doing a lot of research with it. But I would be curious to get my hands on a pair of those sunglasses. Oh, I would love to. It is so incredible. And if you guys are curious about this technology, I found out about it by watching the Facebook keynote of 2020. I love to watch the part where the head scientist is talking about innovation. And that's pretty much how I heard about it. And that was incredible. I highly recommend to watch the entire video. But if you don't want to, just scroll to at the end when the head scientist is talking about it. And I'm telling you, those 30 minutes will be worth your time. It's just fascinating where we're going with technology. Richardson truly nerds out on this stuff. And it's <laughs> yeah. pretty interesting. I, I, I find it quite fascinating as well. We're going to put some of our game recommendations in the comment below. Uh, we mentioned Beat Saber, Supernatural, Dance Central. There's also VR Workout, Scythe Rider, and O-Shape that we haven't tried, but those are some popular VR fitness apps. One of my favorite is actually Pistol Whip. You'll have to check it out. So we're going to put all those recommendations in the comment below. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm already looking to next week for our next hang sesh. See you guys. That was 5050 Techflix. If you have any questions or suggestions about the show, you can follow us on Twitter at 5050TechFlix. Thank you for listening and welcome to the TechFlix Squad.